in our continuation of, of, of uh, dealing with the three crosses, the NBA, the gospel according to the NBA, those three crosses, cross of rejection, cross of repentance, and the cross of redemption. I want to again uh, look at what happened to people who reject the salvation of Jesus. And in Luke chapter 16, he rolled back the scrolls of time and let us peer quickly into eternity. So Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. If you don't have your Bible, get a Bible. Because you got some folk don't believe this is God's word. Amen. Don't take my word for it. Get a Bible, read it. Amen. Because you got to stand before God for yourself. Amen. This is the word of God. I get tickled. One of the members this morning, our newcomers class, said somebody had posted something on Facebook about the Bible's not complete and all that. You can always tell the perfunctorance of ignorance because most folk have never read the Bible. And then if you are not saved, it don't mean nothing to you anyway. Amen. Amen. This is God's word. This is the written voice of God. This is not some philosophical subjectivism. This is the word of God. And, uh, and, the, and, if, and if you are not saved, you know, it's foolishness. Uh, please. Amen. But Luke chapter 16, 19 through 31. I'm reading from the King James Version. And whatever translation you have, uh, let's read out loud together. All right. Uh, there was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus who was laid at his gate full of sores, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. And send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. For I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thou good things and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now is he comforted and thou art tormented. And beside all this, between us and you, there is a great guff fix, so that they who would pass from here to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from there. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them. 
lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Amen. The grass withereth, the flower faded away, but the word of our God shall stand forever. And in Hades or in hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torments. I, I want to type this text. Several years ago, one of my mentors from also from East Texas by the name of Reverend W. Leo Daniels of the Jerusalem Baptist Church in Houston preached a sermon and I want to type that text this morning saying that I want to talk this morning from the subject what in hell do you want amen you, amen you may be seated amen what in hell do you want amen look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor that somebody asked them say what in the hell do you want amen Amen. What in the hell? Amen. Amen. Look at somebody on the other side. Maybe they say, ask them, what in the hell do you want? Now, this is different from what my sanctified Holy Ghost mother used to say to me when I did something silly. She would say, what in the hell is wrong with you? And that's, this is totally different. What in the hell do you want. Uh, there was once a church looking for a pastor and, and one Sunday they had a candidate come in and preach and he preached on the subject of hell. The next Sunday they had another candidate come in and preach and he also preached on the subject of hell. However, they called the man who had preached the second sermon about hell. And so when they called the man, he found out that the man who had preached before him had also preached about hell. And he asked one of the wise old men in the church, said, I heard the other guy preached also about hell, but why did you all call me? And the wise old man said to the young new pastor, said, when the first guy preached about hell, he almost looked like he was happy that people were going to hell. He said, but when you preached about hell, you looked like it broke your heart. And that's what uh, every believer today, uh, our hearts should be broken and concerned about people who are Loss. Because we are all sinners, sinners by birth, sinners by choice, sinners by practice. Uh, we are all living on death row. And it's not if we are going to die, but it's when. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short 
of the glory of God. Romans 6, 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So, so death is not the end of the story. The late Paul Harvey used to say, uh, Now the rest of the story. And death is not the end. Death is just the end of this physical existence on this side. But death ushers us into a whole new experience called eternity. Hebrews 9.27 says, As it is appointed once to men to die, but after this the judgment. And however, when you notice in Genesis chapter 3, verse 4, how the devil came to Eve and the serpent said unto woman, ye shall not surely die. You see, one of the hardest things in preaching and teaching and dealing with people is trying to get people to comprehend something they have never experienced. That's why there's a frustration in dealing with young people. See, young people, see, those who are under the teenagers. and uh, But those of us over 30, we have experienced what they're headed. So we know what they're going to face uh, because we've been there. We understand what they're going to face in life. But it's hard to convince them because we have been teenagers, but they have never been over 30. See? And it's hard to, that's why a lot of young folk come back and they say, I wish I had known, I wish I had listened, mama, dad, I wish I had listened. Because we know what they're going to face. We know what drug abuse will do to your body. We know what illicit sex will do to your future because we are over 30, see. And the hardest thing is to get people to comprehend something they have never experienced. Y'all going to help me this morning. That's why, that's why it's hard talking to folk about death and dying because they have never died before. And it's hard to convince them that I don't care how well you feel, Jack, you are dying. Amen. And that's why, that's why those of us over 30 comprehend that better than those under 30 because under 30, you're feeling good. And you think you're going to feel like this for the rest of your life. No medication, no wigs, no false teeth. You think you, no, you know, just, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> But trying to convince people about death and death. That's why people have such a, a laissez-faire attitude about it. You talk to people, oh, yeah. And then some of us are crazy enough talking about, well, I'm living in hell now. No, don't get it twisted. No. See, a jacked up marriage cannot be compared to this. <laughs> A crazy boss cannot be compared to this. Hot in Austin cannot be compared to this. Don't get it twisted because the question still got to be answered. What in the hell do you want? Amen. It, it, it's right here. Uh, uh, Jesus in Luke 16 deal with uh, the reality of riches and divorce. One Wall Street Journal uh, anonymous writer wrote about money said an article he talks about money said money an article which may be used as a universal passport to everywhere but heaven 
and as a universal provider for everything except happiness. <laughs> See, there's nothing wrong with money. It's, 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 it's how you use money. And, 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 and so many divorces are caused because of financial problems. And so then he talking to the old Pharisee, he now pulled the scroll back on eternity and let them and us peek into eternity. Because you're not going to live forever. Matter of fact, I would want to live forever in this old body. Because the older you get, uh, the, the Greeks talk about uh, uh, the tragedy of old age. How the older you get, you got to drag these bodies around. And it's hard for young folk to believe that at one time, all of us over 50 and 60, we were teenagers. We weren't born this age. <laughs> but now, you know, oh, you get these old bodies, you know. That's why some people don't stand up for praise and worship. Listen, it's not the fact that they mad. Heck, it's just hard to get up. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> Amen. Well, bless his name. <laughs> Amen. Because you stand up too fast. You could get dizzy, amen. That's why some people don't clap. Listen, go, all right. That's a sign that we are dying, amen. And then, and then, and then what? So what in the hell do you want? Look, look here, because we have the box here. We are praying for the lost. I know some of y'all matriculated H-T, uh, U-T, and other, and you no longer believe in a literal burning hell. Because, see, some of y'all had Professor, what's this, McCall, or, uh, you know, Dr. Sukapuka, Fakiki, whatever, and, you know, and they laugh, oh. But it's right here in the book. And some of y'all need to stop telling folk, because some of y'all got a bad attitude. You get mad at folk, and you know what you say. Just go to hell. And then some of y'all put that in on it. Yes, go to hell. I ain't going to say that. Stop telling folk to go to hell. Hell is too awful. Amen. We don't even like to talk about it. Reverend, why you, why you, pre why you preach about hell? Because we are the only ones who have the answer to everybody who die without Christ. Look here. Just a few things. First of all, I guess I got your attention now. Look at your neighbor and say again, what in the hell do you want? Don't ask them. Don't ask no neighbor what the hell wrong with you. I ain't tell you that. See? Because <laughs> some of y'all need to go home there and ask your husband or your wife. What in the hell wrong? I ain't talking about that kind of hell, no. It's I'm talking about the spiritual side. Look right here. Because some of y'all want to ask. I, I want to tweet the president sometime. Okay, all right. <laughs> What the, okay, all right. First of all, <laughs> look, look at, first of all, verses 19 through 21 deal with a contrast in life. This man was rich. He was living large, flamboyant. He was the Bill Gates of his day. Bill Gates is the richest man in the world, worth about $86 billion. The wealth that he was rich and and see Jesus said it's hard for the rich man to go to heaven. It's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. The eye of a needle was a gate in Jerusalem, and for that camel to go through that gate, the camel had to unload the backpack on his back and then get down on his knees and crawl through the gate. See, see, I can tell when folk are doing better. Because they have worship. 
See, it's, it's, hard for, it's hard for rich people to even raise their hands because after all, I'm rich, see. I don't need nothing. I, you know, I can, some of y'all used to say amen before you got your new car, see, for you. Because let me tell you what, way this choir sung this morning, when we used to live in those projects, getting that government cheese, listen, you couldn't hardly say Jesus. People, hey! Like, but see, we doing better now, see you. Hey Amen, we, we doing better, man, listen. We all food stamps. Matter of fact, every year it's hard to find people who really need help. Because even the poorest people in America are doing better than those in Africa. You used to say amen. Amen, you used to, I mean, had, I had one suit to wear, blue suit. And I wore it year round. Blue for Mother's Day, blue for Easter. Blue for Christmas. I remember time I used to wear, go to the store to buy a pair of shoes. I had to wear them out of the store because I had put so much wire in them and, and cardboard in them. Well, let me, I guess I'm preaching to me now. See, I can tell folk doing good. Look at y'all's all. Because, see, some of y'all trying to forget that. You know you grew up in the projects. Ain't got that like so what? I'm not from the country. Amen. So what? I mean, but God, and see, some of y'all, the song, the choir sung that song like about Jesus. Man, the ushers used to get a workout, but nowadays, nobody get a workout at church but a few. Because we doing better, see, we. That's why people have come to church. Look how many empty seats in this beautiful building. And you go, because people got new, they doing better. It's hard when you get blessed. What well, a big danger on marriage is doing when you get blessed. My wife and I, we first got married, excuse me for being personal. She had a 65 Chevrolet Super Sport. I'm walking, I'm in college, broke. I have to be careful, let me go on fit, because I'll start crying right here. Let me, you'll be a time I couldn't afford but one box of chicken. We go to church's chicken. And her Chevrolet, and we, I bought the chicken. We had one box, chicken. She ate the skin. I ate the meat. Y'all, somebody will help me. Some of y'all ain't started saying, we can afford but one drink. So we had two straws and we just, we drank out of the same cup. So in love. No, we weren't in love. We were just broke. Amen. That's why we had so many children. We had a little small bed and I kept bumping. Okay, no, I mean, okay. So at night, so, I mean, I mean, why? Amen. Amen. Well, bless the Lord. Amen, y'all. See, nowadays we got king size beds. Some, amen. Some of these beds so big, nowadays you don't know who's sleeping over there. Amen. You know, I ain't seen them. Amen. We're blessed. And that's what G was trying to say to the rich. When you start doing better, it's hard for rich people to praise God. Amen. That was Lazarus. Look there. That was Lazarus there. Uh, sick couldn't walk somebody carried him and laid him at rich man's gate see rich folk is a stingy folk too cheap and, and all and all Lazarus wanted was just a crumbs that fell from the rich man table he wouldn't give him the crumbs that's, that's cold. That's, that's cold. That's right. 
That's what I think about with the Republicans and, the, and that help kept trying to repeal Obamacare and all the folk with previous conditions, you in trouble. And we waste billions of dollars, but we won't help the poor. <laughs> well, bless his name. I mean, that, that's, this country is one of the most prosperous countries in the history of the world. And then we have people who ain't help them. You know, trying to fight a black man out of, out of office. We're going to repeal and replace Obamacare. And there are folk all around our cities just asking for crumbs. <laughs> so when you get rich, you get cold. That's why Jesus talking about the riches. Got to be careful. It's all right to have money. Don't let the money have you. And become insensitive to those who are in need. That's why one day this church, we're going to be debt free. We're going to be able to help more people, not only in Austin, but in the state, around the world. We're not going to get blessed and get cheap. This rich man, all the man wanted. Give me the crumbs. Ignore. Look at the then. Then secondly, look at the contrast in death. John Don said, "Death is the great equalizer." Proverbs twenty-two and two: The rich and poor meet together. The Lord is the maker of them all. Lazarus died. Well, carried by the angels into Abraham, his spirit, his body probably rotted or was dumped in the city dump with the animals. The rich man died and he had this, he was buried, had this probably this big, fabulous funeral. See, death take place and when, when the spirit leaves the body, that when death take place and death equalizes all of us. We all are on our way to the graveyard. Don't care how much you got. Just did a funeral last two this past Tuesday. Haven't seen a U hearse behind a hearse. I haven't seen a U haul behind a hearse yet. One man died, and his family met. Said, "What did Daddy leave?" And the and the attorney said, "He left everything." <laughs> Jesus said in Mark eight thirty six, "What would it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and lose his own soul?" Here we are in America, people so busy trying to make a living, they don't have time to live. Just working, so busy, don't come to church, so busy, so busy, so busy. And you work and save and try to leave something for your children. And before you are buried, they don't spend it. Amen. Oh, let me move on. Amen. Amen. Ungrateful rascals. That's why I'm told, man, y'all better get what y'all can get for me now. I'll give you $20. That's it. I ain't going to sacrifice. I ain't going to miss taking care of my wife to leave y'all some money and don't even thank you. Well, bless his name. Amen. That, that's why, because death going to come. You can ignore it if you want to, but hey, hey, you, you, I'm talking to you. Hey, you, talking to you. Death. The only thing about it, we don't know when. That what used to mess me up before I got saved. See, if I had known, if I knew when I was going to die, I'd still be in the world partying. Because unlike some of y'all, I had a great time. Listen, I, <laughs> I had some fun kicking up my heels, 
doing that thing, doing that wild thing. <laughs> hey, Doc, I, hey, I wasn't no wallflower. I, hey, I had a time doing the boogaloo and the mashed potatoes and doing the jerk. <laughs> Man, I was out there. The broken hip. Listen, I had a time. But Reverend Clement what used to bother me so what well, a spirit would convict me and say, now, what you going to do if you die tonight? I used to, used to mess me. That's why I used to hate to go to churches where the spirit moves. I used to love going over to cold, dead churches. When nobody say nothing about Jesus. Everybody just sit there. And the preacher get up like he apologized, three points and a poem. And therefore, consequently, we are all oh, that counts. I love that little kind of dead cold church, see. But anytime church somebody sing about Jesus and the preacher start preaching, saying, and the spirit start moving and convicting me. And I couldn't wait to get out of come on, man. Hey, hey, hey. I had that last one just for effect. Hey. Like some of you, you can't wait to get out because the spirit is convicting you about your eternal state. And why you try to fall out with the preacher? I don't even know some of y'all trying to be mad at me. I don't even know you. At least give me a chance to get on your nerves. <laughs> at least invite me to dinner and let me eat up all your food so he has to be mad. See, that's why I used to hate preachers because I wouldn't say. And when you're not saved and the spirit moves, you get mad at the spiritual people. They make me sick. That's all he talk about. Now, I was just under conviction. Some of you under conviction with your low life living. <laughs> Holy Ghost, put you on. Amen. Make more noise than a dumb football game than do at church. And then talking about, talking about uh, it don't take all that. Well, you don't know what it takes for somebody else. <laughs> but that used to mess with me, man. Spirit would say, what you going to do if you don't make it? Be in the clubs. And the spirit said, what you going to do if you die tonight? Because a lot of us used to be thugs. They don't, don't raise your hand. Thugs and thuggets. Some of y'all you, you know, you, don't like, you know, we saved now, but some of y'all used to pack. Come on now. And go to some places you won't go now for nothing. I, I used to go there back in the corner in the dark in the booth. And the spirit convict said, what you going to do if you die right now? One day you will die. Keep that in mind. We don't know when, but one day we will. They both die. And one day, and the, and, the, and the rich man was buried. That's why some of y'all squirming now, because the Holy Ghost is working on you. Let me tell you, because he loves you. He's not mad at you. God could have killed us when we was in the world. He gave us another chance. That's why I'm glad he gave me. <laughs> so when I got saved, I stopped worrying about death. <laughs> Amen. I want to live as long as anybody else. But I'm not worried about death. I, that's why I used to carry a rifle and a pistol and a knife. Because when you're not living right, you're scared. You know I mean? Well, come on here. Come on here. I know. So you worried? No, that's why some people, 
Because the Holy Ghost is trying to get that the contrast there. Then, 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 then thirdly, when I got to say, look at the contrast in eternity. The rich man was buried, but lifted up his eyes in hell. That's the Greek, that's the, that's the, the English translation. The Greek word is Hades, which really is two different places. The, the Hades is a place of rest for the saints, a place of torment for the lost. And that's why in, in, in hell, what do you want in hell? Because hell is a place, first of all, of torment. Think of the worst pain you ever experienced. Multiply that twice by 70 trillion quazillions in torment. Hell is a place of torment. He was torment. That's why the devil wants you to believe that. Because, man, if people really believe, they'll be running to the altar. Because the devil trying to convince some of y'all ain't no such thing as hell. God is too good of a God. Don't bring in God. Because God sent nobody to hell. See, see, hell, hell's a place of torment. You think you got it. This ain't nothing compared to what hell. It's so bad we can't even comprehend it. What in the hell do you want? Because in hell, there's no prayers answered. You see, this man prayed, but he prayed too late. And two of the saddest words in the English language are too late. He prayed. And that was going to be the, the, the thing with some people. That's why we try to share the gospel. Because no prayers are answered in hell. A lot of people wait till it's too late to start praying. If you die without Christ, it's going to be too late to pray. He prayed, first of all, with his cheap self. See, if you live cheap, you die cheap. Look what he said. He said, send Lazarus. That he may dip the tip of his finger in water. He was cheap. Man, if I'm in hell, I would say send an ocean. <laughs> All right, oh man. The way you live. He was cheap with Lazarus, so now he's still cheap in eternity. Sin, that he, what would a tip of water in hell do? <laughs> There's no answer to prayer. See, the reason why some of us saints shout around here, why? Because we know God. Not only hears our prayers, but God is a prayer answerer. Well, yes, sir. A whole lot of us, we are, we are the examples of answer prayer. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Hey, God here. God will answer prayer. Hey, man. If you, big mama said, if you pray and pray right, God will hear and answer your prayer. He's a proud. That's why, that's why I'm in all that's why I'm in Austin now. That's St. James. Somebody was praying. I read the minutes of the minute of the minutes of the meeting after Reverend Franklin died. And some of y'all was acting up in the meeting. So, sister, the record reflected Sister Eisenetta Bryant stood up and said, the devil is trying to take over our church. We need to pray. And she called on Deacon Aaron Radford. So I read it in a minute. So I read it in a minute. To pray. Somebody else, you're God to answer your prayer. You were sick. And here you are now. Your doctor is dead and you still here. <laughs> 
People say you wouldn't have but three months to live and it's been 15, 20 years ago. God hear and answers prayer. That's why we are where we are. Our full parents prayed for us. Going to the back door, living off nothing, but they prayed for us. But in hell, there won't be no answer prayer. That's why I don't worry about how folk like what's going on because just a little talk with Jesus will make everything all right. In hell, there's no, no prayers answered. Pray, pray to Then in hell, what in hell do you want in hell? There's no chance of salvation. Amen. That's no. That's, amen. See, when you're young, if you mess up, you got a chance to recover. Yeah. You know, the younger you are, if you mess up. But if you mess up and miss heaven and wind up in hell, there will not be another chance for salvation. You will never be bothered again with a sermon from a preacher. You will never be bothered again from hearing the choir sing a Zion song. You will never be bothered again with some deacon or some missionary or some member saying, will you give your life to Christ? You will never have another chance to be saved. That's why, what in the hell do you want? No more. Then in hell there won't be no more grace and mercy. That's it. You won't, there won't be no more grace Mercy, thank God for your grace. Thank God for your, for your mercy. See, a lot of y'all think you made it on your own. No, it was grace and his mercy. We don't deserve nothing. It's because of his amazing grace and his mercy, his grace. There won't be no more grace and mercy in hell. No, it won't. No. It won't be. Then finally, I guess I really got your attention. There won't be no exits in hell. See, a few minutes, you can get them get out of here. You can get up and walk out of your job anytime you want to. You can get up and walk out of your marriage. I'm through with you. You can get up and leave Austin anytime you want to. You got... Interstate 35 that runs all the way from the border of Mexico all the way up to Canada. Or you can take 290, take 71, 183, and get the hell out of town. <laughs> or you can go to the airport, pay your money. Whew. But in hell, there are no exits. There's one through there. You can't get out. That's why, that's why uh, Jesus said to him, if somebody from the dead would go, Jesus said, one did raise from the dead, the power of the resurrection. He lives. And because he lives, you ain't got to go to hell. People go to hell. You see, Lazarus did not go to heaven because he was broke. Rich man did not go to hell because he was rich. Lazarus went to heaven because he received Christ. The rich man went to hell because he rejected Christ. And I start back with the same question I asked 
when I started this sermon, what in the hell do you want? If nothing more, I am so glad today that I'm saved. And when I die, <laughs> I won't be going to hell. One day when the Vice President Calvin Coolidge was presiding over the Senate, two senators was angrily fussing about a bill. And one senator said to the other one, go straight to hell. And uh, Calvin Coolidge looked up from his book and said, listen, you don't have to go. Just heed the word of God. Repent. And you can be saved. What in the hell do you want?